Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Our Golden Twenties. Today, we are so excited um, to have Sarah Jenkins on the podcast. Sarah is a Toronto-based content queen who works as a full-time digital studio producer at CBC Sports by Day, and she's a part-time personal content creator by night. For the last year, Sarah has been sharing daily vlogs of her life as a 20-something-year-old in Toronto on TikTok. Her content has blown up and she now has just under 100,000 followers on TikTok and just over 15,000 followers on Instagram. We personally love Sarah's content and are so excited that she's here with us on the podcast today. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Our Golden Twenties. We are both big fans of your work and very excited to have you here. Thank you. That's so sweet. Yeah, I feel like it was like our stretch goal. We yeah. were like, let's try and get Sarah on the podcast. Yeah. And then oh we're like, goodness. yes, it's happening. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Okay, we that's love your TikTok. I love that. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I love your whole aesthetic of your podcast. I was like noticing all of your like social media Oh, thank you. That's all, Sadie. Thank you. Yeah. So for people, our listeners who maybe don't know you, do you want to tell them a bit about yourself, what you're known for, your little, I guess, journey maybe? Yeah, for sure. I'm Sarah. I always say that I have like a double life because (laughs) I've been known for two capacities of my life, I guess, going in pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. So uh, by day, I'm a producer in sports content. I've worked in sports for five, five, six years now. And then by night, but really by day still, uh, I daily vlog my life on TikTok. So I started doing that early on in the pandemic like right when it hit, just just before actually. And then I like really took it seriously during the pandemic. And then now it's grown into a second job and this double life that I live that now I have like two versions of myself. I producer Sarah and then like TikTok content creator Sarah and I'm based in Toronto and I just show what I do even if it's boring and I just make breakfast in the morning and drink a coffee but people seem to like it so I've continued to do it every day three times a day at least for the past year and a bit. Wow that is yeah. an insane amount of content like Yes. I can't even wrap my brain around it. No, I'm well aware it's because I am insane, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) You're dedicated. Yeah. And that is so key. Neurotic, dedicated, whatever word we want to use to describe (laughs) it, sure. Oh, man. So, so yeah, how how would you say you, like, balance working a full-time job and doing a content, you know, being a content creator? Mm -hmm. Because I know a lot of people, like starting in the industry they're trying to work on their side hustles and it's kind of like a hard thing to navigate I think I think the hardest part for me is the fact that I think if I was not in a creative job during the day it would be a lot easier yeah and I'm not saying that it's not any easier for people like managing like two jobs is still difficult content mm-hmm. creation takes up so much of your time and it's such a passion project you put so much of yourself into it but I do it for work nine to five. And then I also do it for myself. It's two different types of content. I'm making content for a big organization, a big brand during the day. And then for myself, like at night, as I say, but I think it'd be really different if I worked at Sephora during the day and like, I didn't like a regular (laughs) job, quote unquote, and not content Mm -hmm. creation because 
I need to constantly be thinking creative and content, but in different forms, whether it's for work or when I have an idea, am I like thinking about it for work or am I thinking about it for my own content and whatever. That's the thing that I've had to learn how to balance because I never really created content for myself before until last year. And then the past year, once I started full-time again working, it's been a real balancing act to learn how to not burn myself out because it's really easy to Mm -hmm. get really worked up, especially when you have to invest so much of yourself as a creative, when you work as a producer during the day and then after as well. Right. Yeah. 100%. I think like even with our podcast, like it's always like, okay, you know, like we have full-time jobs and it's like in the evenings, it's like, okay, working on podcast stuff. And it's definitely like setting boundaries and like trying to like, we always are like setting doing little things to like try and look out for like our future selves kind of thing mm-hmm. and it's like how can we like plan ahead of time or whatever so it's makes our future lives a little bit easier because it's just like yeah go 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 and I think that's relatable if like our listeners or you know regardless of what that side hustle is like it definitely is demanding a lot of time so yeah finding those like balances and like setting those boundaries is definitely key mm-hmm. to avoiding burnout. Yeah, so important. And I think it's just like, I'm the same way. I'll try and pre-film content for days that maybe I'm just like not feeling too hot, don't feel like filming, then I just like will post that stuff. Or I just have to be really like real with myself about it. And I have to let myself like chill a little bit sometimes because like now that I've set this Mm -hmm. expectation that I post three videos on TikTok a day and I sometimes will only post two, but like that's very rare. It's usually three. I always try to hit that three video mark, but I sometimes have to let myself chill on that because when I started that three video a day thing it was when I wasn't employed and I didn't have a right. job and I was just doing yeah. that during the day right but yet because that became my standard I was like oh this is what people expected me this is what I expected myself I'm going to continue doing this as my goal and I love doing it like I love making the content for myself but mm-hmm. it does feel like work sometimes mm-hmm. like it's just like anything in life totally. right everything that you do too much it becomes a job even if you love you're doing your podcast it does some days like you're going to the yeah. stage where you're like, oh, like I don't want to have to edit this right now or like cut out these ums and ahs, yeah. whatever it might be, right? So yeah, it's just being honest yeah. with yourself and allowing yourself to just like chill a little bit, which is something I'm learning how to do still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard. 100%. Yeah. And I always feel like once you do give yourself permission to chill and like just take one day off even, it's mm-hmm. like you always come back even one day off, you'll come back like feeling a lot more energized and like those creative ideas will start flowing again. And you're like, okay, that one day off was actually worth it. Even though the whole time you might've been stressing that, oh, I could be doing something, but (laughs) you're not doing it. It's like, you'll come back. Yeah. Definitely more ready to work. Yeah. Do you think you'd ever go full-time with your content creation? Like knowing right now you are balancing the two or are you still like really loving your day-to-day job? I get this question a lot. Mm. I think I would love to find a world where I can find more of a balance because right now I'm just like kind of, I'm going to hit a, I'm going to hit a wall eventually, right? Like the Olympics are two and a half weeks away and I'm going to be working 20 some odd days straight and balancing TikTok on top of that. And I think I think I, I'm going to allow myself to take some breaks after, but I, I would love a world where I could kind of merge the two if possible, find a way. Cause I still love producing like high quality feature and sports content. Like that's something I'm always going to love to do. And mm-hmm. I said this to somebody yesterday, actually, like and my friends on the weekend have pointed out that like, if I didn't, if I ever went like full time, I feel like a lot of my authentic self is then gone because part mm-hmm. of the reason I think people can relate to me and my lifestyle is I don't live in Los Angeles and just make content for a living, which props to the people that do that hundred mm-hmm. percent, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not that like I'm showing that you can live a very 
realistic life, I guess is the best way to put it. And I would feel who knows, like if I had like a millions of followers overnight, maybe we're having a different conversation, but like, I don't think that's ever going to happen. So I think I'm always going to want to find that balance of work with my own content. Um, one, because I get bored really easily and I like to mix it up and I like new opportunities, new things, but I would love to find a way where Mm. I could help brands or help other like organizations or whatever it might be grow their TikTok or like make TikTok or see like that type of style of content or short form video or find a way to merge the two. But I really don't, at least for the next few years, I don't see myself ever going full-time just because I, I feel like so much of myself is tied to that life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like Mm -hmm. part of the reason people follow me is because I do work and I do And that Mm -hmm. makes me more relatable, I guess. So I don't know. I don't see it anytime soon, but I'd love to find a world where I can have more of a balance because I'm going to burn out otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 100%. It's so interesting to me, like people graduating from college and whatnot, like our podcast was talking to like people in their 20s and like Mm -hmm. people graduating from college want to work like full time in social media and even like, you know, kids in high school are like, when I grow up, I want to be like a content creator. I want to be an Mm -hmm. influencer. And it's just like, this is a whole new job that like, kind of just like emerged overnight and I feel like even kind of with your story it was like you know like you said you're posting consistently and whatnot but then it's just like all of a sudden you're like almost a hundred thousand followers on TikTok and it's like wait what like this is my life now you know like (laughs) a hundred percent like I I talk about this with my friends all the time it's like the weird like I I just describe it as weird I have no other way to describe it because like I've yeah. been like I, I'm the person that like followed influencers, followed YouTubers forever. Like I've actually been to VidCon twice, like not as like a creator, but like as like a mm-hmm. fan. Like there's, mm-hmm. I've always loved that space, and so it's yeah. just kind of weird. It kind of just like hits you one day. Like I don't know. There was no number. There was no like one. There wasn't a brand deal. You know, there was not like a thing that hit me that should be like, oh shoot, like those are real people. Like <laughs> like they're they're real. Yeah, and, like, I think exactly. it was the first time I might have gotten recognized in public that I was like oh shit oh wait can I swear on this yes I was <laughs> yeah. like oh shit and it's so funny because I'm actually going to after this going with my friend Ailish and it was a year ago that her and I went for a drink and we were walking through a park and this girl like screamed are you Sarah and Ailish is like the very outgoing person that like grabs me and goes like yeah it is and walks me over where I'm like oh my god I've consumed too much alcohol to be in this situation right now I have no idea what's going on and then me my imposter syndrome going oh my god I think these girls are making fun of me like I don't think they actually know me I think they're just like oh, you know what I mean yes. like that was my first thought so yes. then I go and then this girl looks at me and she just goes oh my god did you have your iced coffee with almond milk today oh my god is that your ever like starts like spewing things off and I like I must have looked like I saw ghosts because it was that moment where I realized, oh, right. I am sharing everything about my life on the internet and people are yeah. watching it. And then that was like the first real life moment. And now I like, my goddess is very Toronto centric. I probably get recognized like at least once a mm-hmm. week, but it's like this weird, like now it's not as weird, but that first time it happened, I was like, oh wait, that's how people know me as now. Like I'm not Sarah from like yeah the sports world. I'm Sarah mm-hmm. like from TikTok. And when someone called me a TikToker yeah. at the mall, I was like, oh, <laughs> Which I, don't, I know, I know I shouldn't be embarrassed by that, but it's like a weird, like someone was like, are you a TikToker? And I was like, I guess I go, I make content on TikTok. Ugh. So it's, it kind of hits you in the face one day and then it's like, oh, right. And now people call me an influencer, which is like, I understand like what I do is influence people, mm-hmm. but there's such a negative connotation yeah. to that word and like that whole world yeah. that it's like this weird it's this weird transition. It just hits you one day. I know also way to explain it. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. And that was something I wanted to ask you about is like, do you have imposter syndrome? And like, do you ever worry about like people in like real life 
I don't, that's kind real of a life. dumb way to say it, no, but like people in real life, yeah, in codes, like, yeah, like seeing your content and like even judging you, like maybe mm. people from like high school that you knew like oh. forever ago and then all of a sudden they like see you on like TikTok, like, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. do you struggle so I, with this or like think about this? Mm. I, oh, uh, all the time. I did last year probably a lot yeah. more. Like I okay. think I was at about like the 30 to 40K range where I was at like, still getting really good viewership and I had started to get sent some a few free things and like whatever like I was like oh this is kind of cool I think that's when I felt like oh people probably think I'm so lame like people probably think Mm. this is so lame but once I like started I think it was I'd say probably like December of last or or November of last year once it started to pick up a little bit more and I'd like I think I had I was over 50,000 and like whatever and it started to become like a bit more real I stopped thinking about it that way like mm-hmm. whether people from people from my hometown I do not care <laughs> like that's like that's one thing yeah. that I don't it's actually pretty funny because I'll get like I'll run into girls when I go back home and they'll go oh my friend from like Waterloo is obsessed with your videos I want to know how I know you it's like oh that's Sarah I went to high school with her like that kind of stuff yeah hearing they watch my videos is weird like so I'm like okay like we and I haven't spoken right. in 10 years but yeah. okay sure now you know what yeah. I eat for breakfast but then yeah. when it, but when it comes to my career is when I've actually struggled oh, I was struggling with it quite a bit because I was like well I mean I'm coming out of this like pan not really pandemic I was coming out of like not being employed with like this TikTok following which was like kind of growing but I was like I didn't know what it was yet I didn't know if I should be taking it seriously and then mm-hmm. I was going back just to work and I didn't want to give up TikTok so it was this weird like transition where I didn't know like how much effort I should still be putting into it if people are going to think it's lame like are people at work going to know about it I work with a lot of people older than me yeah. like are they going to get it yeah but now like they're like fully on board like I'm I'm like helping do TikTok during the Olympics and stuff like that so that's like a little bit cooler now like I have people reaching out to me from like my past yeah. life through other places I've worked that have said oh like my so-and-so is a fan like they just know that I've always had this side of me and that type of content I've always wanted to do so there's, I feel better about it now, but I'd say last year I was like, like real, like stressed about it. Anyways, also say is the imposter syndrome, the imposter syndrome is real. Like it always is like, mm, and especially yeah. like for me, because, okay, so like I, I'm about to hit hundred thousand. I don't see that as a big number. Mm-hmm. Cause if you look comparably to people on TikTok that have hundreds of thousands of followers, but then I have to check myself and remember like, I have a hundred thousand people, but it's like a highly engaged following, which yeah. I actually grew on TikTok yeah. very differently than most people. Most people grow on TikTok where they get like one video that goes viral, gain hundreds of thousands or thousands of followers overnight. Right. And then after that, it's just like they're the rest of their videos kind of plateau. Whereas mine's always just been like this like steady mm-hmm. incline. I've never gained more than like a couple thousand followers in a day. So I think I get imposter syndrome yeah. in that sense too, because I see like people that have hundreds of thousands of followers or whatever, but they don't get that many views in their videos. And I'm like, Oh, like, how did you get like that opportunity? Whatever it might be. I just have to check myself and be like, mm-hmm. I have a great audience and then like reel it in a little bit. But yeah, I think it's, I think everyone yeah. has it. Especially when you put your life on the internet for everyone to judge. So. Yeah, totally. 100%. I always think that like YouTubers I watch, I'm like, if I were to see them, I would know literally their exact Everything. Starbucks order. Like, I would know, <laughs> like the <laughs> layout of their I kitchen. Am. Like, yeah, exactly. And I'm That's just like, I'm it not makes weird me feel, when people like, say it to me. <laughs> I'm like, I do the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's just like, but that's why you love the content so much. Cause you like, mm-hmm. feel like, like watching your TikToks. I'm like, I feel like I'm Sarah's friend, you know, when mm-hmm. I like know her, like we're exactly. hanging out while I'm watching your video. So it is definitely like really great content, but I can't imagine being on the other side of it where people, like you said, are like coming up to you in public and you're like, 
oh shit yeah you know my entire life <laughs> yeah yeah it's so it's crazy per- that, that part's just like it's just funny because it's just the is the realization that yeah. the numbers are real people I think people get caught up in numbers and I think yeah. it's someone that I so like I produce like television as an example for a living when I see like we had 75,000 viewers on a television show like I don't see that as people like I mm-hmm. see that it's just like oh that's the number yeah. I'm trying to reach now with TikTok it's like breaks down that wall and I can see the people and it's like I don't know it's more real yeah. and you kind of forget that those numbers are people Right. 100%. Yeah. Do you find that you struggle with like balancing living in the moment or like living to create content because you have to like create so much? That's a great question. I I think if there's one thing I've done a really good job is like, I've always been good at living in the moment. I think it's Mm -hmm. because I'm not a YouTube blogger. YouTuber, I'd be like bringing out like a massive camera and be like, oh, I got to get this shot, whatever. Right. I do that with my phone. Like I still go, okay, one second before we eat, I'll just go one moment. (laughs) And it only takes me two seconds though. It's like, I mean, just realistically in the vlog, that's like five seconds of content. So Mm. I just go do, do, do. Mm -hmm. So we're all good. And then like, like it maybe takes an extra minute out of people's lives. It's not like I'm doing it really like obnoxiously. And the one thing, my, the biggest compliment Mm -hmm. I get from my friends is they'll always like, my friends will call me and they'll be like, you were vlogging today. I go, you should always put in the assumption I'm always vlogging. But they're like, I did like, I didn't even know. And then I see myself in it later because I'm like really good at being like really low key. Cause like, mm. I don't want the attention of like yeah. people in public. So right. I think that's the yeah. one thing I've been really good at. But the one thing that's actually been great about it is I can understand where like you'd think like, oh, like it's worried about like just making content. The nice thing is because it's my life. It actually forces me to do things a little, like do more things like mm. on a day that um, maybe I otherwise would just be like sitting on the couch. I'm like, okay, no, like let's go for a walk. Let's do something. Cause I want to be able to like do something more with my day. I'm finding myself yeah. like trying new restaurants. I'm trying to like more of that type of stuff because I yeah. want to be able to, I've been, I've just been showing the same lockdown vlogs for the past six months. So I want to be able to like do more stuff. So I think actually that's where it's been really good for me. Mm. Yeah. We've talked about yeah, that. I love before. That. I think like there's a point where it's like, maybe don't go out of your way to stand in two, li- two hour lines to take a picture by a mural. But like, sure. if you're mm-hmm. kind of trying to romanticize your life in a way, because you know, you want to eat a salad for lunch and then you get a cute Instagram picture. Like that's a, maybe a little bit more, you know, yeah, of a reasonable exactly. way to live. 100%. Yeah. Or like maybe it's like instead of just ordering a beer, I'm ordering a nicer cocktail or something. There's like yeah. little things like that that you do that yeah. you, you might change, but it's usually for like the better. Yeah. Or like now that the borders yeah. are starting to open and like we're starting to be able to travel, like I'm prioritizing travel now because I know mm. it's going to be good content. And obviously because I also want to travel, but I think part of it's I'm like, exactly. the type of content I'm going to be able to make is going to be like something I've never done before, which excites me about that. So I think it's just pushing me a little bit out of my comfort zone, which is actually a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I love that so much. That's the other thing too, is like a TikTok video is like 60 seconds max. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like by the end of it, like you just have like these little snippets of your day. So it wouldn't be too too time consuming versus like a 40 minute youtube video exactly it's your whole day you need like a lot of content yeah that's a good point Mm -hmm. so how do you think your sort of content's going to transition as we're starting to hopefully leave the pandemic because like you said a lot of it's Mm -hmm. been kind of based in like the working from home sphere and stuff like that i'm excited for it because it's so funny like the running joke with my friends is like sarah would like become famous I'm not famous that's not what I'm saying but my friends always go like you would become famous for doing mundane tasks no, no, you're when famous you're, yeah they go, you would be famous for doing mundane tasks when you're the most like 
not mundane part. Like I don't do that normal. Like in real yeah. world, I'm like, like you know that TikTok where it goes, no sleep, bus, club, another club, another club, another club, plane, next place. <laughs> like that's my favorite sound because that's like in regular life. Like I was always zipping off on weekend trips. I like love going to concerts. I like buy last minute tickets to Bud Stage every just because I get FOMO. So I go every single night and then yeah. like. <laughs> that's the type of stuff that I was doing before and then now and I was like traveling for work and doing all these cool things and then we had a global pandemic and then I gained an audience of me just like sitting at home which I've never spent so much time in, at home in my life I used to never care what my apartment looked yeah. like and I only started to because like the, of the, the pandemic so I'm really excited to just get back into like my my normal in the sense of just like going out and seeing more things and being with people and everything and I'm already seeing like I went home for the weekend last week and everyone's like, I'm loving these home vlogs. I'm like, oh, just you wait. Like, you're just sick of my apartment. Like, I am. Like, if you're loving me at home, like, wait until I'm going to visit. Like, one of my best friends lives in New York. Like, I'm looking at Billy Bishop Airport from yeah. right now. And, like, for me to be able to just sit for a weekend and see her, like, that's, like, nothing. And so I'm excited yeah. for that type of stuff. I have, like, travel content. Like, mm-hmm. I just think that's, like, such an untapped thing on TikTok because no one's been able to travel. And so I think it'll be yeah, really interesting. So I have, like, a trip booked to Paris and the south of France in September, mm-hmm. and I've never been before. So, like, I'm with my sister, and, like, that's going to be great. And I just think that, like, I don't know. It's going to be re- – I'm really excited for that, you know, more than just, like, hauls and – what right. I eat in a day is not type mm-hmm. of stuff that I can only do at home. I'm just like, I'm antsy for it. Like I'm just ready to go out and do something. Mm. Yeah. 100%. Do you feel like it'll become overwhelming? Like as like you're, you know, like right now you're just kind of balancing work, like your day job and then content for TikTok. But then now we're going to also start like layering in like a social life again and like, you know, sure. your concerts and stuff. Or do you think it'll just be, you know, right now it's just kind of like capturing quick little videos for your daily vlogs is just like part of your routine now where it won't be like an added thing once you're, it, you know, back it's out such in a the routine, real world. It's such a routine for me now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have it down to like, yeah. like a science, like even before yeah. this, I was like, okay, like I have to finish a vlog before I go on this podcast because I'm going, I'm starting a separate video for going out to a patio and like my mind, my mind thinks yeah. like a producer, right? Like that's my job. Mm-hmm. So like, I think like yeah. a producer and I think about the storyline and okay, this is how the voiceover is going to go. Okay. I have time to do this. It takes me five minutes to add my text and do my voiceovers. Like it doesn't, I have everything. To, I Perfect. barely have to edit yeah. usually because I know my transitions. I know how it all works. So if anything, it's actually going to make it easier because right now I find I have to plan a lot of content. Like, Oh, I guess I'll do a haul today. Cause I have no other content. Like I'm just going to be sitting at home right. or I guess I'm going to do a, if any, uh, I don't know, like a, another book video, whatever it might be, just because I have nothing else going on right now. I actually think it'll be easier mm-hmm. for me when I'm out doing stuff. Cause then I'm always going to have a story yeah. to tell her. I'm always like, if I'm going to a concert, I can think of right now as an example, three different videos I can get out of that. Get ready with me for a concert at Budweiser stage. I can do go with me to a concert at Budweiser stage where we go to dinner before. And then we get to the concert. Marin Morris at Budweiser stage concert experience. Like, like that's three mm-hmm. videos right there yeah. that I can get out of just like one thing. I think what I am going to yeah. have to get used to is not necessarily post. I always post the second I'm going to video, like almost immediately. Right. Like I'm notorious mm. for being at a friend's house, going into their bathroom, doing a voiceover and then posting the video. Like <laughs> I think I'm going to have to stop that a little bit. Like I'm going to have to like just bank some of them. <laughs> I've done it yeah. in the car too. Like Drug coming back from a winery in the car, which was like, I listened back to them. I'm like, 
Oh, why'd you post that? But it's already on the internet, so whatever. So I think that's where I'm gonna have to like that's figure so out a new schedule. But yeah, I think I'll be. I'm excited for it more than anything, actually. Mm. Yeah, we're excited. I'm so excited for this travel content. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's got a new backpack today. Like, I got a way backpack. Amazing. Those ones that have all. The, I know. Ooh. Was birthday so present, nice. and I'm like, oh, we are ever to go packing blocks. How do I pack in this backpack? Yeah, I'll we'll oh, show the packing so before good. the trip because post the trip, I'll just shove everything. In yeah. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> so funny, awesome. Yeah. I love that so much. One thing I wanted to ask too is you mentioned this wasn't one of the questions, so I don't think it'll cut you too off guard. But you can ask anything. Honestly, I'm an open book. I'll ask. Uh, you can ask anything <laughs> except for maybe how much money I make. People ask me that on TikTok, and I just don't answer. Oh okay. no. <laughs> yeah, we won't ask you that here. <laughs> and. So basically where we're going to go is to, if you have any tips on people who are wanting to become content creators or get into the digital content space. But one thing I wanted to hone in especially on was your three videos a day. Like you said, like that's probably not sustainable for everybody. Um, Like it is a lot of content, but do you think that's been key to your growth on TikTok? Do you think like that would be a good place to start if other people are wanting to grow a following on TikTok? I don't know if I necessarily has to be three. I just think the formula for the type of content I do works for three. And it was because, and honestly, the only reason yeah. I started doing three was because like, they're only a minute long videos. So I was like mm-hmm. running into the issue of, I don't have enough time to actually show what I want. So I need to break it up, but it ended up working out nicely for okay. people that want like morning routine content versus like nighttime, whatever. What I would say the mm-hmm. key is, is just that consistency. So when I'm talking about three videos a day, like that just means I'm consistent. Right. So mm-hmm. I think the number one thing is consistency. Like the amount of people that I see that whether it's friends or other people that go, Oh, I want to be like, I want to make my own content. I have this idea. They start it, they do it for two weeks and they stop because it's like not getting clicks or it's not doing whatever. Like, right. I think mm. any person that's been like successful quote unquote in content creation will tell you that like one, you're not doing it at first with the assumption that someone's going to watch. Like I really was not like yeah. in my pajamas with my hair in like a, towel thinking that people are actually going to watch it like you just do it (laughs) for like the love of it and like for in my case I was doing it to learn the app and learn how to actually physically use it so I could Mm -hmm. be more hireable Mm -hmm. but I think anyone will tell you that you just have to be consistent in whatever you're doing and it doesn't necessarily have to be consistent in the same type of content but just be consistent in content creation like if you're like maybe I don't know like posting on YouTube as an example and you're posting every single Thursday you have a small but dedicated audience and you stop posting. So you don't think that audience matters. Like, well then yeah, they're not going to keep watching you because now they're not like used to you being on Thursdays. Right. Now, like I love when my the yeah. YouTubers I follow have consistency or I love when I know that like a TikToker I follow is going to post like today, this type of video or whatever it might be. Right. Like I just, I think mm-hmm. people love consistency and they love knowing when it's going to be there and everything. So I think that's always the biggest key, no matter how big or small your audience is, it doesn't have to be three videos a day, but whether that's every Thursday I'm going to post, or I'm going to post two videos a week, that's my goal or whatever. I think like creating mm-hmm. tangible goals like that for consistency is really key. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I love that. So how would you say you maybe maintain um, motivation if the clicks aren't there or the views aren't there. Cause I know like in the podcasting space, they say that 90% of podcasts end after three months, because obviously, you know, you're a new podcast, you're probably getting like five listens a week. And it's hard to kind of maintain that motivation. I think if you're not seeing the kind of instant 
gratification that maybe you're looking for? Yeah, I think that's the nice part about my job being in that world already. Like I was used to that. Like there are videos that I make for work that I have spent like hours on that will get like a hundred views. And I was like, that was like thousands of dollars of my effort, (laughs) really, when you think about them paying me, right? Yeah. And, but I just got so used to that world and like understanding that like literally creating content is just throwing past out a wall and seeing what sticks. It's literally Mm -hmm. all it is. And so Mm -hmm. I think because I got used to that in my real life, it wasn't a surprise to me when it would happen in this, like TikTok ebbs and flows like a lot. Like I used mm-hmm. to probably be able to, I used to, be able to predict, eh, even now I could like pretty much predict what follower count I'm going to hit because I just had this consistent, steady growth of like, let's say like five to 10,000 followers a month, whatever it is. It's not that mm-hmm. much anymore because it's plateaued quite a bit because the for you page doesn't work the same way. Mm-hmm. But I think you just can't let yourself like, like for me, I mean, like, so say my videos were like flopping, quote unquote, and I was only getting between like 12 and 15,000 views a video instead of like between 30 and 40,000. I just have to remember, I would just remind myself that those 12, to, or there's still people, it's still 12 mm-hmm. to 15,000 people, yeah. right? Or like 10,000 people with yeah. some watching it twice, whatever it might be. So I think that's what kept me going. I also just like kind of have an obsessive personality when I start something if I stop it then I'm done like I'm not doing anymore so like the day I stop posting three videos I'm never going back to posting three videos again you know what I mean like that's just how I work um and it's problematic but I I remember David Dobrik on his podcast years ago said that he was like the day that I stop posting three times a week then I'm never going back to it because why Mm -hmm. once I figured out I'm not going to and I think I'm the same way it's literally me with reading books right now the reason I just am obsessively reading books is because I'm really into it right now I know if I stop and I'm not going to do it again. So I think yeah. that I'm more fueled less by numbers and more by just like my own like insanity to like meet certain goals of content creation and how much I'm right. outputting rather than actually like what's being successful or what videos are popping off or whatever that might be. So I think like it just depends on what you're fueled by. Some people are fueled by numbers, some people are fueled by comments, likes, whatever it might be. Whereas mine is kind of just like, the amount of videos and content I put out. Right. Yeah. I love that. And I also love how you said like you use it as a motivation to like get up and do new fun things and like push yourself outside your comfort zone. And I think like just bringing that point up again in this space too is it's like find a reason to create content and like do it because you enjoy it, not because you hope overnight you gain 100,000 followers from this video, you know? And I think that's like super key um for anybody who's looking to enter and I think that's like the I think that's like the the not dangerous I don't know if that's the right word but it is like the the hard place that people are in now right like I think totally the people that I watch on YouTube now I watched when I was 13 14 and they did not know that at 10 years later they would be like multi-millionaires with houses in Los Angeles as an example Mm -hmm. right and I think yeah the same went for TikTok like when I started actually outputting on TikTok like heavily back in like, I don't know, I guess February of 2020, I didn't know that it would ever like become like a job. Right. And I think that's the whole Mm -hmm. point is if it's anyone that you've ever spoken to that does that doesn't go into it thinking it's going to become a way to get free makeup or this and that, you know what I mean? Like you can't go in thinking that way. Cause then like, that's like the least authentic thing possible. And I don't think anyone relates to that. Like I, like there's this whole culture on, um, on TikTok that I keep getting that keeps me kind of to me it's like this micro influencer culture on people that are like how to become an influencer so I look at that and maybe it's just my like I don't know just pessimistic like I look at it from a perspective of like my 
production brain is like mm-hmm. the definition of the word influence just means that you have an or influencer means you have an influence over a group mm-hmm. of people for a given reason. Now it's been turned into mm-hmm. this term that's like what we I think of when you think you the word influencer you think of a girl that's like carrying a Chanel bag posting on Instagram her aesthetic pastel nails like whatever it might be right. So I think yeah. that's like the issue right now is that people are like trying to become influencers when really like you don't really try to become an influencer. Like you just either have influence over a group of people or you don't. Right. So I think yeah. that's where it's, it's really interesting that it's kind of heading in that direction, which I, I want, I'll, I'll be interested to see, like maybe you can be successful just like trying to become an influencer. I personally, the people that I know in my real life that have tried to do that, it doesn't work. Like you need to just either creating yeah. content or bring value of some sort. Like at least that's what I want in people yeah. that I follow. So I don't know. It's just, it's, it's interesting. Cause I think people sometimes now, like you said, kids don't want to grow up and be YouTubers or this or that. I totally love it for the creative thing. But if you're just thinking about it for like fame and like money perspective, then like maybe yeah. that's not the right reason to be doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, like people see through that so easily, like they know it's not authentic. So like, yeah, you probably won't see success the same way as if you, it's like something you actually love to do. So I think that's exactly. such an important part. Exactly. Uh, important point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know now you have, I think just over 15,000 followers on Instagram as well. So how did that kind of work knowing you started on TikTok and are brands now wanting to work with you on TikTok and Instagram or like, what has that experience been like? Yeah. So I hated Instagram. I've always hated Instagram, like straight up. <laughs> I've never been a fan of it. It makes me so anxious. I, I never liked it and I never liked posing for like photos and stuff. Like I just mm. never, mm was a fan. I didn't, the only time I liked doing it was like in other cities on vacation. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't care if I look like a tourist. Cause like I am, I never liked it. And then I, I always only like stories. I've always loved Instagram stories. That was like what I love to do. Yeah. I never liked Instagram itself. And then I kind of had to start liking it because I was like, Oh, there is like an audience here. And like people are following Mm me and I had to change my approach approach to Instagram. Because I'd say up until I hit 10,000 followers, I was, like, kind of embarrassed. I was, like, I don't want people to start thinking that I'm, like, trying to be an influencer. Right. But, like, really, right. then I, then it started happening. I'm, like, okay, but now it's, like, a significant enough audience that have come from TikTok that I'm, like, okay, like, these people want to see other stuff that I'm doing and, like, more mm-hmm. of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I assume. Maybe not. But that was the assumption I've been working under. So that's why I try to post, like, I try not to, I mean, I think it's might have been dead most of the time. I try not to let my Instagram stories like die. Like I always try and post more now and feed posts. I try to post at least once a week. Uh, but yeah, more people are trying to collab on Instagram now as well, especially because the Instagram influencer market in Toronto isn't that large. So, um, when it comes to, there's opportunities to make money on it because there's not like, it's been, it's been monopolized by like the same group of like 20 girls for so long. And now they're like trying to find new faces. The one thing that I struggle with mm-hmm. is I've never posted on Instagram reels before. And a lot of brands mm-hmm. think it's as easy as taking a TikTok and throwing it on reels, which it's not mm-hmm. right. And right. like my, t- I would never post my vlogs on Instagram because Instagram is like, I just know people would send like so much hate and stuff. So like, I don't do that. Maybe I'll play around with it more when I'm like traveling and do more of those like artsy, like aesthetic, whatever, like that's the type of stuff for Instagram in my brain. But I don't know. It's, it's really interesting trying to like learn how to balance both. I'm like still learning how to get better at Instagram. I've always been good at for like a work perspective and like that, but doing it for myself has been a weird transition a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. I feel like people are typically the opposite maybe that's just because I am such an Instagram person but I'm like 
it's now seeing Instagrammers try to use TikTok, and you're like, yeah. mm, maybe you should just no. stick to Instagram. <laughs> I've always been a Twitter girl. And now girl. you're like, I'm TikTok. It's because I've always been a Twitter oh, okay. girl. Like, oh, I had a yeah. fangirl, t- in high school, I had a fangirl Twitter. This is why I, this is why I was losing my high school. <laughs> I had a fangirl Twitter where I would tweet about Justin Bieber and, like, pop culture and celebrities and stuff. And then, like, I'd just sit in my room. I'd go home, open up my laptop. Sit in my Justin Bieber covered room. I and love I that. Tweet, tweet, tweet about Justin Bieber from my Bieber's <laughs> One Less Lonely Girl Twitter account. And then I would like, just, I, that's all I did. And I would go to concerts. I'd go to the studio with my friend Lily and like, blah, blah. I would go to my music, try me celebrities. That's all I did. And then I played hockey. That was my life. And so I was always a Twitter person. So that's also when I say I have a double life. Like, I'm like verified on Twitter and stuff because I work in media and like I'm actually pretty big on like Leafs Twitter because I like used to cover the Maple Leafs so mm. now it's like okay. this weird mix of like I don't know <laughs> what my Twitter is because now it's like I tweet about sports but then also I tweet about The Bachelor but then also I tweet about TikTok trends and things and then it's just like it's this weird and the odd like, Justin Bieber fangirl tweet still 100% 100% <laughs> so it's just this weird like yeah, so I was never an Instagram person. I was a Twitter person. Yeah. And TikTok reminds me more of Twitter culture, I think, than mm-hmm. Instagram does and the way that people like act and the jokes. And like, I mean, how many people make TikToks that are literally just tweets over their shoulder, right? So like right. that whole culture more reminds yeah. me of it. I think that's why it's more safe to me. But yeah, I've never, I'm, I don't know, if you want to teach me how to use Instagram better, like I will happily <laughs> take it because I'm still learning. <laughs> that's so oh, funny. Man. But I love that too, because I think that's such a great point is like, just because you can create content on one platform doesn't mean it's going to work on all platforms. And I think that's like a really smart thing from your end is you're like, you know, I need to learn how to use these other channels for myself. So I think that's awesome. Do you have any other tips for people who are wanting to become content creators or like get into the digital content space, even if it's like working like a day job with an agency or a company like you do through the day, just like content in general? I would say constantly be learning how to like pivot and learn how to use new platforms. Like that's the reason I ended up on TikTok was just because I was trying to learn how to use TikTok. But we are no longer hiring people that are like just just tweet or like just run right. Instagram or whatever. Like you're you're looking for people that have lots of tools in their tool belt, as they like to say. <laughs> so learn how to edit video. Like video content is clearly becoming like the priority on every major social platform. Instagram made that dumb announcement and all of that stuff, right? Like it's clearly becoming like video is king. So I'd say if you know how to edit, if you know how to use the Adobe suite, if you know how to do audio editing because podcasts are so big now, right? Like there's the more that you know how to do by yourself, it's just gonna make you way more hireable. And then also just like understanding the trends on whatever industry you want to work in. Cause if you want to like represent a brand on Instagram, that's going to look, or in social in general, that's going to look different than representing a media organization or creating news content or whatever that might be. So I just think like constantly being aware of industry trends and what's going on, but also the new and emerging platforms that are coming up because everyone wants to be big on the newest platform. And I mean, if you told me a year and a half ago, two years ago, that Twitter or TikTok was going to be as big as it is now, I probably wouldn't have believed you. So I think it's just always important to be watching that and then also just making yourself as hireable as possible because there's so many people and like these young kids know how to use everything way better now right and like I was like the young kid that knew how to do everything and now I feel like there's like these even younger kids that are like you're an old washed woman like what are you doing and so now it's like I don't know I just think you kind of have to be like constantly pivoting and like watching trends and seeing what's happening yeah 100 percent yeah I think that's so true and it's like you said just like build up that toolbox like be a graphic designer be a copywriter be a video editor 100%. like yeah learn how to write do that's everything. actually the most yeah. needed skill to do literally anything but like anything in content creation 
being able to write and just like, yeah, being like a copywriter, like you can then tweet, you can then like write articles, you then do like literally anything. Like that's like the most valuable skill that anybody can have. Cause people that are bad writers, like usually you can't do a lot of other things either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Sarah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. So thank you so much for Sarah for joining us today on the podcast. We're going to link her TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter all in the description. So make sure you go and follow her because um, she puts out some really fun and engaging content. And if you want to follow us on any of the social platforms, we are at our golden twenties. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Pinterest, and TikTok sometimes, although not as much as Sarah. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) if you want to show your support for the podcast, get episodes early and additional content, make sure you subscribe to our Patreon. It's, as I said, the best way to show your support. And we appreciate all of our patrons there. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We put out a new episode every Tuesday and we will see you then.